Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Bismillah, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah. Ashadu an la ilaha illallahu wahdahu la sharika la wa ashadu anna muhammadun abduhu wa rasuluh. Welcome once again to another live episode of Eski Dawa and joining with us today, alhamdulillah, we have Brother Sadbu from Darwinian Delusions, Brother Sadat, that Canadian brother, that's his YouTube channel, and of course, you know, Brother Hashim. Inshallah, today's topic is quite an interesting one. It's an unbeatable enemy uh, that we're going to talk about. And those of you who do not know who the enemy is, we will unpack this and we will get your views and your thoughts on this, inshallah ta'ala. Now, the question is, first of all, we need to ask, is there really an unbeatable enemy? There is nothing that you can beat. There is nothing that you can conquer because we have this hope that you can actually beat everything and you can beat your enemy and you can conquer and you can get rid of it and you can overcome this. Um, this is the whole idea of all the Marxist themes, isn't it? One day we shall overcome. You should overcome all obstacles. You should overcome everything. Um, but what we are talking about is something that anonymously every single people and every single nation, every single um, ideologies, doesn't matter who you are and what faith, tradition, ideologies you belong to, you have to come to the grasp of this, that this is an enemy or this is something that you cannot beat, that you cannot overcome. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about death. Death is something that is a fact of life, that we cannot overcome death. It is something as clear as possible to every human being on planet Earth. There is none on planet Earth that has this delusion that they can live forever and they would not die. I mean, you can have a delusion, but this will be a temporary illusion in, terms, you know, in a sense, that you will die inevitably, everyone will die. Whether you don't believe in God on the hereafter, you will die. Whether you believe in God and believe in the hereafter, you will die. It doesn't matter what you believe, death will come to you. So I want to just um, highlight some of the ayat of the Quran which talks about death. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah number 29, ayah 57, every soul shall taste death. And in Surah Al-Mulk, also Allah talks about how Allah created death and life so that he may taste, uh, he may test those of us who are best in deeds. So Allah actually created death. So death is also a creation rather than a state being because it could have been that we have been created and left it like this with our life. But no, Allah has already ordained that death will come to us. Like in Surah An-Nisa, Allah says, wheresoever you may be, death will overtake you. Even you are in fortresses built up strong and high. It doesn't matter how protection, how much protection that you have building, you know, you know something so secure that nothing will come, whether it's earthquake or, or people or, you know, bombs and shells, death will come to you. It doesn't matter where you are and what state you are, you will fall dead when the time which is appointed comes to you. So we will talk about the reality of death and we will talk about how death is viewed in different religions and different ideologies and especially in Islam and why it is important to talk about death. Because if death is the only most certain thing in this life, why are we so unaware of it? Why are we so much um, not giving that importance to it? Why is it that we are, what the word is like, you know, we don't care about it. Is it because it will come to us anyway? But no, some people run away from death. 
Some people want to move away, move away as much as they can from even the ideas of death. But actually, is this the right approach? So we want to talk about death in relation to the purpose of our life, in relation to, to how we are in this life and our purpose here, and why is death a transition to our next life? So there is inevitably a talk about the hereafter. So rather than me talking about all about death and um, what death entails, inshallah, we're going to move on to our guests to unpack this in some brief details, mind the contradictions uh, in my choice of words, but we will talk about and then bring our guests in. Everyone is welcome to join, whether you're Muslims and non-Muslims, atheists or otherwise, we want to know your perspectives and we want to know how you make a meaning of your life knowing that death is certain. So let me start with Brother Sabur, if you don't mind. Assalamu alaikum. How are you all? First of all, assalamu alaikum to all the brothers. So, Tafaddal, Brother Sabur. Bismillah. Jazakallah khair for that uh, reminder that uh, we're talking about the unbeatable enemy, which is death in this case, because it's something which is inevitable, something that we will have to eventually face. Now, the topic of death is something like uh, you alluded to earlier, that people don't want to talk about it, people don't want to think about it, people are in a sort of um, denial about it, a sort of delusion about it. But the fact that we don't want to talk about it, the fact that we don't like someone bringing it up, doesn't actually do away with its reality. In fact, Islam has a very different perspective on death. Um, rather than death being morbid and you know this horrible thing no one wants to talk about, death from an Islamic perspective is actually very much instrumental in being a better Muslim. So there's some very interesting narrations of the Prophet, peace be upon him, which uh, we should keep in mind in regards to this. So the Prophet was asked, which of the believers is the wisest? And the Prophet, peace be upon him, says, those who remember death often and have best prepared for it with good deeds. They are the wisest. Now, interestingly here, the Prophet didn't simply say the wisest people are the people with the most amount of good deeds. He said, those who remember death often and have prepared for it with good deeds and have, uh, and have best prepared for it with good deeds. So here what we see is that there's a mindset shift in the believer, that the believer remembers death often and that causes a type of um, urgency, a type of uh, impulse to do good deeds and to not procrastinate because many of us, there's good things that we want to do or just general things we need to do in our lives, productive things, and we keep putting them off until we forget about them or until a barrier comes in its way. Another thing which is very important that the Prophet, peace be upon him, said about death is Remember often the destroyer of pleasures. And here he was referring to death. So death is supposed to destroy pleasures. What does that mean? Well, you see, as a human being, you have a lot of desires. Um, and the desires are at different stages of your life. So there's a stage of your life in which play is just the desire. You just want to play around and, and that's about it. Later on, it becomes about status and money and these sorts of things. And materialism eventually consumes everybody. And materialism here being defined as the love of wealth, the love of status, the love of 
um, image, right? The way you look. And so through social media, actually materialism has been um, accelerated. It's almost like materialism on steroids because it's now been quantified through likes and shares and tweets and whatnot that, you know, what is your self-worth and, you know, um, the sort of uh, the part of our brain, uh, which uh, not the part of our brain, our brain itself is designed to on this sort of reward system uh, that you get from dopamine. And, um, you know, we are very much uh, hooked onto social media and hooked onto a materialistic uh, worldview. And it's now connected to our brain in such a way that, you know, people become depressed if they don't have the same popularity that they had last year, or if, you know, they have a drop in their social status and whatnot. And lastly, what's interesting about death from an Islamic point of view, and this for me is the most powerful um, way of conveying um, the Islamic perspective on death, right? I remember just a few maybe weeks before my mom passed away, my mom was perfectly healthy. She she was didn't have any, um, you know, there was no sign that she was going to pass away. She wasn't that old either. And, you know, she used to teach the Quran and she used to, uh, um, you know, conduct classes in London. And I remember speaking to her about this narration. And this narration, it, when I first read it, I wanted to obviously share it. And this narration is the gift to a believer is death. Now, that's very interesting because when you think of death, you think of something scary. You think of something you want to run away from, something you don't want to talk about. But here the Prophet, peace be upon him, is saying it's a gift. And that is phenomenal when you think about it because what is a gift? If you get a gift, you want to keep it. You want to hold it. You don't You don't need to have a gift wrapped up. You don't want to just keep it there. It's, there's an urge to rip it open and see what the gift is. And who is this gift from? It's from Allah. So it's a gift from Allah. Death is a gift from Allah, if you think about it. So subhanAllah, the Islamic perspective on death is a lot more positive because ultimately we're going to be reunited with the one who created us and he created us with the purpose to worship him and to love him and put our trust and fear in the creator. And what, what death does is uh, it allows us to meet the one that we love and whoever loves to meet Allah, Allah loves to meet them. Whoever hates to meet Allah, Allah hates to meet them. Flip the script. When it comes to the atheist, this world is all that there is. So death is something which is an enemy. It's an unbeatable enemy. And not only is it unbeatable, it's incomprehensible. We just cannot understand it. You know, from an atheistic perspective, it's like a void. And it's hard to conceptualize, which is why you find atheists, even in their 70s, is they act like they're in their 20s. They pretend as if there is no death. Um, so sorry to go on longer than um, uh, I usually do, but this is a topic which is very powerful, and I believe this is something that atheists, theists, Christians, Jews, Muslims, all should openly discuss. Jazakallah khairan for this. Death and dopamine, and death as a gift. MashaAllah, take note of this. So I'm going to now go to Brother Sadat, that Canadian brother. Um, to give his perspectives. Assalamu alaikum, brother, once again. Wa alaikum assalam, Mansoor, and wa alaikum assalam to all of the salams that are coming in from Malaysia, Mozambique, all of these uh, places, mashallah. Um, yeah, wonderful thoughts uh, that, that have been shared already. I mean, that ayah just uh, deserves to be repeated. Kullu nafsin ra'ikatul maut. Every soul will taste death. And uh, perhaps we can just repeat that even throughout this live stream because it's, it's just uh, such a good reminder to us. 
And unfortunately, like Hashim's cat, we don't have nine lives either. You know, we've uh, we've only got two lives. You know, that's it. It's this life, and it's the next life in the hereafter. Uh, the uh, you know, there's a film called uh, Final Destination. Okay, it's a big hit with the teenagers, right? And in that film, I, let me tell you something, you know, there, it's, it can be an edifying film because it can remind you of death. Because what happens in that film, the enemy is an invisible enemy. It's death itself. Like basically, death is after each one of these teenagers in the movie. And no matter what they do, like you're watching this film, right? And no matter what you do, you know, like this guy is dead. He can do whatever he wants to do. Uh, as we were saying, he can hide in a fortress. He can shut himself in his bedroom. But death is going to find this guy. And so the angel of death is like that as well, too. And, you know, we all have a fixed time on this earth. Uh, it's, 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 it's written for us. The time of death is written for us. We don't know exactly when it's coming. But Islam, mashallah, is, is so optimistic. If you think about it, uh, a Muslim should always be optimistic. Uh, suffering in this world, hey, we can put a positive spin on that. <clears throat> uh, the next life, we have an optimistic view of that. And death itself, we have an optimistic view of that, too. Uh, Sabur shared the hadith about death being a gift uh, for the believer. So Muslims really view death as kind of a portal that you have to pass through in order to reach uh, something better, inshallah, on the next, uh, in the next life. I remember seeing a comic strip once where there was a tombstone. On the tombstone it said, to be continued. <laughs> to be continued. So it's not that he's going to come back as a zombie or something, but the point is that uh, death is not the end of the story, but we're going to stand... Uh, and be judged by our creator, and there is a life awaiting us. So we have to remember that positive aspect. And uh, I'll, I'll end with this analogy. Like, it really helps me. I hope that it might help somebody out there, which is that, you know, imagine, uh, Im imagine had God given us 300 years to live, or imagine had he given us 400 years to live. At that point, sometimes life really would seem a bit unbearable, you know? Even for those of us who have it good, we would, we would think, really, man? Like, I... Another 300 years, I have to wake up and pray Fajr for another 300 years. Am I going to be able to do this? You know, um, another 300 years of whatever, resisting alcohol or resisting drugs. I have to be faithful to my wife for the next 300 years. So it would be as if you can't see the finishing line. But I think for the better, for the better, Allah has given us what? 70, 80 years, if we're lucky, maybe 90 years. So we can see the finishing line. We can see the finishing line. I'm 44. I'm pretty sure I'm halfway past, uh, you know, already. So if our lives were a Bollywood film, we're like, I'm well past the intermission. Let's put it that way. I'm well past the intermission. All that's remaining is the climax. Is this going to be a tragedy or is this going to have a happy ending, right? So the, the analogy I wanted to end with is actually that of a race. Imagine you are racing full sprint and you can't see the finishing line. You're going to want to give up, right? You're going to want to give up. If our lives were 300 years long, you're going to want to give up. And you're going to, you feel the cramps. You're running out of uh, breath. And you're like, okay, that's it, man. I, I'm stopping. I'm giving up. But if you can see the finishing line, then you want to keep on sprinting, isn't it? So brothers and sisters, death is not far away, right? Death is not far away. Even if you're given until the age of 80 or 85, it's not far away. So that should serve as a positive uh, motivation for us and inspiration for us to keep on striving, to keep on the right path, to keep on the straight path, to increase our remembrance of our Lord and our prayers, and so on and so forth. Thanks. Jazakallah khairan. Death is not the end of our story. Death is not far away. Please take note of these things. Uh, Brother Hashim, assalamu alaikum once again. 
Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Alhamdulillah, beautiful points by the brothers. And um, I think there are lots of good points made in the comments as well. Uh, wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi to all those who are greeting us. So yeah, um, this topic, I think is probably a taboo which many of us don't speak about. Uh, uh, at least it's, it's considered to be morbid or something which people dislike to talk about. And that's quite natural because all of us, we don't know when we are going to die. So we are mostly unprepared for it. Yes, Allah says in the Quran that no one knows in which land they will die. Yes, and Allah also says uh, in, the, in the Quran that every soul shall taste death. Now this is a fact which no one can deny. So whether you believe in God or you're an atheist or agnostic or whatever your belief is, no one can deny the fact that every life, every human being will have an end to their life. Yes, so we are all mortal. And this is a fact of life which no one can deny. Now, with regards to all those who claim to be God in the past, yes, so whether it was the Pharaoh, the Pharaoh, or whether it was uh, the Christians who claimed that Jesus is God, yes, they all had death at some point in their life, yes, and this only shows the power of the Almighty, the only one who is the one who is immortal and who never dies. So we should be humble, yes, and realize that one day we will have to meet our Lord, one day we will have to meet God Almighty, and this life is temporary. So the question is, what have you prepared for the eternal life? This is a temporary life. So it's more like, a, let's say, is a, a transition to the eternal life. So when you go prepare on a journey, yes, and you have a halt, let's say you're going from here to America and you, you have to halt somewhere uh, like uh, in, in between to go to America, then you're not preparing your, your whatever you're going to pack for that short let's say it's in Turkey, let's say the stop is, uh, stopover is in Turkey, you're not going to prepare for that transition, for that transfer of maybe an hour, two hours or whatever it is, but you're going to prepare for what is your final destination. And this is a norm. So what we have prepared is the most important thing because we know that we are going to die one day, yes? So the Prophet said, when you die, all your deeds come to an end, except three, yes? So the first one is Sadaq al-Jariyah, which is um, charity, which is ongoing. So for example, if you like dig a well or plant a tree even, yes, and everyone who benefits from that well or from the tree or from a school that you have built or a mosque you have built or a library you have built. So all the people who benefit from the knowledge is something that you will get an ajar for, you will get the reward for until that particular um, object that you have built uh, last, or in some cases uh, for a long, long time. And the second thing is beneficial knowledge. So whatever you have learned in this particular life of yours, and whatever you have imparted of that knowledge to other people, and they benefit from it, and then they in, all, in, in return teach somebody else. So for example, if you thought, let's say you, you teach Surah Al-Fatiha and make this a point, this is something which is quite important for all Muslim parents. Make it a point to teach your kids Surah Al-Fatiha. 
because this is something that they'll be reciting like 17 times a day at least in their life every day. And then if they teach somebody else, then they will get the reward. So this is an ongoing thing which you will get the benefit of as a parent and then they as children and their children and so on and their friends, whoever they teach. So beneficial knowledge is something which will benefit you in the Akhirah. And the third thing is a child who prays for you. So when you die, like it says, all your deeds come to an end. Who's going to benefit you? If you have children who you have conveyed the message of Islam to, and they themselves are now practicing and righteous. When they pray for you, the reward is something which will be transferred to you. When they give charity on your behalf, the reward will be transferred to you. So you'll be benefiting from these righteous children that you have left behind. Yes? So any people who are who have planned not to have children, please reconsider. It is something which will benefit you in the Akhirah for a long time and their children and their children so on. So uh, yeah, I mean, there are lots of points to cover in this particular topic. It's quite interesting, but one of those that we, as I said, we kind of ignore. So inshallah, I think, I don't know if uh, it's within the scope of this topic to discuss what happens to the soul after you die and so on. Uh, but yeah, uh, inshallah, we'll cover in more detail later on. Sure, Jazakallah Khairan, Brother Hashim. Um, we talked about the preparation for death. Um, absolutely, absolutely important. Those of us who believe in a creator, they believe that there is a purpose to this life. And if you're not fulfilling your purpose and preparing for the next life, because the next life is as real as this life, where you will have to account for your belief in deeds. And what have you then prepared? How are you ready to meet and face your Lord in the next life? In fact, those of us who are trying to flee this death, Allah says in the Quran, Say indeed the death from which you flee, indeed it will meet you. Then you will be returned to the knower of the scene and the witnessed. And he will inform you about what you used to do. So even though we're trying to flee the, from the death, death will come to you regardless. So it is important for us to understand the purpose of our life. It is important to understand how we prepare, knowing that purpose, to fulfill that purpose so that we meet our Lord in the hereafter appropriately so that we don't become the losers. Because there will be people who will then say at point when, when death comes to them, they will say, you know, give us a chance back, send us back again, you know, you know, let us try to be better and so on and so forth. But there will not be a second chance because life is fixed. Death is fixed. It will come to you when the time of appointing is over. So death is something that we should all understand and remember that this is a fact of life and it has been created for a purpose. So today's topic is the death which is the unbeatable enemy. We want your perspectives, Muslims and non-Muslims, how you're preparing for it. And especially we would like to know the atheistic perspective on death, because do you really feel secure that death is the end of your existence or you will be just transformed with stardust from one particular substance to another and that's it. Or there's something else that your heart and your mind and your 
you know, intellect tells you that there's something out there, something there that will, you know, cause the reckoning, something there who will judge you and account for your belief and your actions. So we are now going to go to our guests who have joined in. WW Prophet, welcome to your show. Just tell us where you're joining from, whether you're Muslim or Muslim, and what is your perspective on death? Assalamu alaikum. I believe in death is obvious. And I was actually um, uh, lost from the deen, actually. So I was following Mansur Bhai, and I was really returned in my deen. And I was also following uh, Brother Hasim, uh, Brother Adnan, and I fully agree about the death. And I'm still now learning everything. So I was actually, I live in Belgium. So I was completely separated about uh, 10 years from the Dean because of, uh, you know, like documents, paper, passport, and all these issues. Was absolutely lost. So now, Alhamdulillah, I'm back actually on the track. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah for sharing your thoughts and your journey. Death itself signals journey to the next life. Death is something that we should all remember every single time. We should not not be aware of death, because through remembrance of death, your life will be in check constantly.